You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. My guest on today's episode of Talking Taiwan is Grace Lee, a documentary filmmaker and co-founder of ADOC, the Asian American Documentary Network. I first learned about ADOC and got connected with Grace through Valerie So, who I previously interviewed here about her documentary film, Love Boat Taiwan. Valerie recently made a micro-documentary for ADOC's Stories of the Coronavirus, and now I'm pleased to have Grace here to talk about ADOC and their Stories of Coronavirus series. Welcome to the podcast, Grace. Hi. Hi, Grace. Thanks for being on the podcast. First of all, since we got connected by Valerie through the Anti-Sewing Squad, could you tell me a little bit about how you got involved with the group? I only got involved with the Anti-Sewing Squad because I know both Christina Wong for a long time, as well as Valerie So. Christina is mm -hmm. a performance artist who is, lives in my neighborhood in Koreatown, LA. Valerie is a filmmaker who I've known for a long time because I'm also an independent filmmaker. Um, and I noticed that both of them were, well, actually I should backtrack. Um, I knew that Christina had started this face mask sewing project and I kind of surmised over Facebook that Valerie had joined and Valerie uh, had discovered, she posted one day that she, you know, thought that film festival lanyards or conference lanyards would be mm -hmm. great ties for the masks. Mm -hmm. And so I said, mm -hmm. oh my God, I have so many of them. And yeah. I was taking up space. So I just told her, well, you can have all of mine because I want to get rid of this stuff. And so wow. I just mailed them to her and she made a bunch of masks. Um, so, you know, I only got involved just by contributing uh, film festival lanyards. Uh -huh. um, and then recently, even more recently, I think Valerie posted something about how um, all these sewing aunties, there's like hundred of them or so, you know, they're just doing all this work for free and nobody's paying them and, you know, they need some self-care and, you know, do people have like, do people want to bake or cook for mm -hmm, them? Mm -hmm. And so I just decided, oh, I should make them some food because I can't sew, but I can cook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I, I just reached out and, you know, they have a whole system set up for people. They're very organized. They, they have a whole system set up for people who are just helping them, you know, help the aunties, you know, mm -hmm. like they have cutters, they have um, people picking up elastic and fabric. And then now they have um, people who are delivering meals or cookies or whatever to them, you know, just in appreciation. Yeah, it's really amazing. And they've been doing this only for a little over a month, like since March. Yeah, I mean, that's now it's over two, almost yeah, two months. Almost two months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Incredible. And so um, where ADOC comes into play was also, I saw that um, Valerie had done a micro doc about right. her work with uh, the sewing anti-squad. And that's the first uh, micro doc of uh, uh -huh. uh, the stories of the coronavirus series yeah. that you guys have on ADOC. Can you talk a little bit first about like ADOC, like your mission, sure. when it was established, yes. and then we could talk about the coronavirus series. Yes. Um, well, Asian American Documentary Network, also known as ADOC, um, was created um, about in 2016, like fall of 2016, mm -hmm. um, by a group of independent documentary filmmakers, all of us Asian American, um, Leo Chang, who's actually living in Taiwan right now, he's Taiwanese, oh. um, and I were kind of the co-founders, like the uncle and auntie of ADOC, <laughs> I guess. Um, we, you know, we have been working in independent media for a long time, and, you know, we just really saw a need for, you know, a, a network that would be intergenerational, that would also sort of give back to the community 
of nonfiction filmmakers and people related to this community, whether they're, you know, curators or writers or um, programmers, you know, just so that we could sort of lift each other up, provide resources to each other, that sort of thing. And when the pandemic started, you know, we had all these plans for 2020, which, you know, going to conferences, you know, participating in this like presidential forum, travel, right. all of this stuff basically got quashed. Yeah. And we thought, well, we should do something. And had this idea, well, you know, we're all, why don't we lean into what we do best, which is tell stories. And given that, you know, there's so many um, kind of negative and not just negative, but just, you know, the images that we see of, of, yeah, Mm anti-Asian racism out there. We thought, well, you know, obviously there are so many more perspectives that we should, um, that are out there. So why don't we, why don't we do that? You know, we have, all these people who are talented storytellers, mm-hmm. they have some take on the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And so we put out a call to, um, you know, uh, request our members to pitch some story ideas and, you know, to make these micro docs, two minutes each that we would share on social media, you know, through our um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And, you know, I had been watching Valerie sew these masks mm-hmm. on Facebook and I thought, oh, this you know, what she's doing is a great story because, mm-hmm. you know, it sort of ties in all of these different elements, right? right. American, you know, she's, um, you know, <clears throat> doing some kind of, she's doing something with her time, you know, she's also, you know, it's, it's also kind of a not so subtle critique of the fact that we don't have enough protective mm-hmm. PPE for, our, mm-hmm. you know, frontliners and such. So, you know, it just seemed like a great idea. So we asked Valerie to make one first as kind of mm-hmm. a proof of concept as we, mm-hmm. you know, solicited other ideas and stories. Well, wow, it's wonderful. So um, how many um, micro docs do you have? Um, well, we just started, you know, we have about 10 in the works. Mm-hmm. You know, people are basically working on them and they will, you know, we're still soliciting more. I mean, we, okay. you know, we're, we have a kind of an editorial process and board that, you know, made oh, up of people wonderful. from ADOC. And so mm-hmm. we're just, you know, okay. So it's going to be a running series. So if people, at least through the month of May, you right. know, maybe a little I bit see. longer. I yeah. see. So is there some way if anybody listening is interested in submitting something that they can do that through your website or through social media? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we we're sort of prioritizing ADOC members first, but I see. you know, we're not, we're mm-hmm. not denying anybody. If they have oh, a great story. Um, they could go to adoc.org or aa.net, sorry, aadocnetwork.com, aadocnetwork.com. And that's our website and it tells you more about adoc, how to join, it links you to our social media, all of that stuff. Okay, yeah, maybe you could talk a little bit more about how it works uh, because I'm not so familiar with it. Like, is it something that serves, like, um, your members more so because, as you said, you're prioritizing submissions from your members for the coronavirus series? Um, Well, so ADOC is for anybody, I mean, Mm -hmm. who self-identifies as somebody working in nonfiction and who Uh self-identifies as Asian Uh American. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the website, you can see the join us and you can look up, you know, find out more about what we do. You know, we have an outward facing website and social media, but we also have, uh, you know, a private network, a Slack Mm -hmm. network in which Mm -hmm. people, you know, share resources. You know, we have like regional um, channels where people can, you know, meet up, we have AMAs, we have, um, 
you know, things related to the nonfiction world. Um, and this and is that for your members or how can people? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about, I know like things have probably um, changed a lot and a lot of it's an upheaval in the times that we're in now, but what are um, in general, like the things that ADOC does, like um, in terms of your events and initiatives, and maybe yeah. if you want to highlight anything in the past that people can look on, if it's um, still up on your website or YouTube or something like that. Yeah, I mean, mostly we exist to help each other. You know, it's like we're creating a network of people who um, work in nonfiction. Um, you know, we have people ranging from veteran, you know, filmmakers who've won Academy Award nominees to emerging filmmakers, maybe just graduating from school, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody in between. Um, and basically, the network exists to uplift our stories and also mm -hmm. uplift resources for each other. Um, you know, there's a lot of hype about Asian American storytelling, um, especially like in the fiction world these days, there are all these Netflix series coming out and movies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nobody is, it's, it's not quite the same for nonfiction, but, yes. you know, the, the real stories, like what you're doing or, you know, people who are existing in the real world, we don't have enough of these mm -hmm. um, stories out there. So ADOC exists to um, support. And, you know, some of the things we do, we have internal things like Ask Me Anything sessions. Um, we've, we've traveled to different film festivals to expose members to, you know, people who may not have had experience at a film festival, we might have a presence there. We do panels. Um, we've gone to conferences like Advancing Justice, Asian American, Asian American Advancing Justice Annual mm -hmm. Conference, which combines, you know, community organizers mm -hmm. and documentary filmmakers, you know, that, I mean, it's, it's for community organizers, but there's a lot of intersection with nonfiction filmmaking mm -hmm. and storytelling. And what else? Yeah, meetups in different parts of the country, New York, San Francisco, LA, Chicago, Austin, um, you know, and yeah, it's mostly exists really to help people, you know, build bonds and, and work together and get to know each other. That's, that's great. How, that's how we make our community strong. Right. Right. So is some of this documented on your website? Like, do you have it's any all video there. footage yeah. in, on YouTube? You guys have a YouTube channel, I imagine. Yes. The YouTube, we just started it because, um, you know, we started this ADOC coronavirus yeah, story. Uh -huh. So if you go there, you can, you can link up to it. And um, what's your sense of how um, artists and filmmakers and specifically are dealing with um, COVID-19? Um, I think it really depends on what your specific situation is. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there are people I know who are just dealing with the virus, you know, yeah. people who, who are living in New York city and have had the virus and are mm -hmm. just trying to survive. Yeah. That's one end of the spectrum. You know, then there's, you know, fortunately, you know, I feel privileged to be in a safe situation right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, <clears throat> you know, um, working remotely, finishing up a couple of projects and, you know, like I'm trying to do what I can, like support the anti-sewing squad or, yeah. you know, we, we do this. Um, we, oh, we, we've been having, um, bi-weekly happy hours on mm. zoom for mm -hmm. adoc which mm -hmm. uh, we you know it's a nice way to check in with people across the country and people are in really different stages so yeah i don't think i can say one sure you know, there's not one sure one reaction to it but you know i just want to do what i can to you know help others at this moment because 
everyone is tired. It's really stressful time. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I can do something like cook for somebody who's doing something mm-hmm. that I can't do, then yeah. great. Know? Or if we can offer this platform for ADOC members to tell some microdocs, that's another opportunity, right? Yeah. So I think people are really rethinking how they can be of use in this moment. Um, would you have any um, resources that you might recommend specifically for filmmakers or documentary filmmakers at this time? Um, I don't know if this, like, if you don't know, that's fine. Like, um, cause you know, we hear a lot about the economic and financial hardship mm-hmm. that people are going through them through, um, and the loss of their yeah. projects and jobs. Like, do you know of any good resources, whether it's just moral support or funds that, um, might be able to, um, offer some economic relief? Yeah, I think there are different organizations. I mean, I can speak for the documentary world. There are different organizations who are offering emergency funds. I mean, I think a lot of these calls have gone out. Firelight Media, you know, and some the International Documentary Association, they've been collating some of these resources on, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a whole listing, but I know that, you know, I, I, every day I get another email from another organization that's trying to reach out to filmmakers creative capital mm-hmm. um, I think I just saw something come across my email from I live in California so mm-hmm. California humanities emergency funding you know I think there's a lot of people who are struggling like you know a lot of independent artists get income not from making their work but right. you know maybe talking about it going to classes mm-hmm. events yeah. things like that and a lot of those just dried up and got canceled yeah. so yeah. Yeah. you know I think it's a really difficult time for people mm-hmm um, and can you talk a little bit about um, some of the highlights or like major accomplishments or things that you've, the work that uh, ADOC has done so far since it's been established? Yeah, I mean, I think we definitely have um, in the, in three years or less, we have made a stamp on the documentary community. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who we are. You know, we've been able to, with partnerships with Center for Asian American Media in San Francisco, we've started mm-hmm. a mentor fellowship program. We're in our second year of that. What else have we done? You know, we've, we've created a database of mm-hmm. Asian American documentary films made by Asian American makers on our website. Oh, so wonderful. that's another great resource for people. Um, I think that's still in progress. Um, you know, I think that, and you can't underestimate the level of networking that happens because people have met through ADOC, right? Right. Like you first meet on a Slack channel, or maybe then you show up at a meetup event and then you get to know each other and, and, and then you end up working together. I mean, I've definitely hired and worked with people that I met through ADOC just virtually, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, what do you, I may not be hard, maybe hard to answer this question too, but, um, What's being planned? Any future initiatives or things for ADOC right now or directions? Um, I mean, you know, one of the things that Leo Chang and I, it's okay that we don't have to, like, in some ways the pandemic has kind of helped us um, realize, like, our own um, kind of philosophy toward ADOC hasn't uh-huh. been just get there fast. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, we, we don't want to turn – we didn't set out to become – another organization we're working filmmakers you know mm-hmm. like we just saw okay. a need for filmmakers to advocate mm-hmm. for ourselves mm-hmm. and we don't want to re- replicate what is already being done by organizations like center for asian american media or right. 
um, visual communications here in right. Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. We're here to be more nimble and, you know, sort of to respond to what's going on mm -hmm. and al always advocate for, you know, the filmmaker. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think we are definitely, we've grown a lot in the last three or four years. I think there's over like 500 members on our Slack channel. Mm -hmm. um, not everybody's participating, but, you know, it's a, it's a vast network yeah. and, you know, we're just, we, we always just want people to invest back into the network because one of the reasons both of us got into this is, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. I guess you would call us mid-career filmmakers. Mm -hmm. um, for 20 years or so that we've been doing this, you know, everyone has always been saying, oh, there's not enough Asian Americans making nonfiction or, you know, all of this kind of thing that people say. Um, and we just didn't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> you know? Sure. Like, let's yeah, invest yeah. in ourselves. You know, we have a lot of talent and resources in our own community and we can give back, you know, to younger filmmakers so that they don't have to go through the same, jump through the same hoops that we have, you know, like why not work together now and build these connections now so that we can all grow, you know, stronger together. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. so we can meet new challenges. Yeah. Actually, that's interesting that you say that. So I was actually also curious, since you uh, said you describe yourself as a mid-career filmmaker, how do you think that the landscape has changed since you started in, like, you know, in terms of Asian-Americans making or Asians making documentary films? Um, I mean, you know, so one of the other things that I've been involved in, do you know about this uh, PBS Asian-American series that's coming out Yes, I on did Monday? see something about that, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so please talk a, about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Asian-Americans, it's a huge deal. It's a five-part series airing on national PBS um, that tells the story of, you know, 150 years of Asian-American history from, you know, the Chinese Exclusion Act and the railroad up to the you know, 2000s, right? And this kind of thing has been attempted in the past, but, you know, we exist in a time, like both I, Leo Chang, Gita, Gundabir, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we're the, the episode producers, Renee mm -hmm. Tajima-Pena, who's been a mm -hmm. longtime, you know, filmmaker in this world. Um, she's the series producer. It's being co-produced by Center for Asian American Media and WIDA, you know, the PBS station of Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, this thing can happen now because we have people who have experience and who have like, it's, it's also timing, right? Like yes. the time right, for a series like this. And especially now the timing is incredibly, um, it's incredibly relevant. This series was created at a production company in Los Angeles that's run by Asian Americans, right? Most of the research and staff were Asian American, if not Asian American, they're people of color, you know, we're telling a story that is our own story. Like mm -hmm. we're all community based. You know, I think this was this was existing before. You know, when you know people of a previous generation were, you know, struggling to get their stories told and out there. Mm -hmm. But on this level, where it's a national event, um, that hadn't happened before. And I think ADOC has. I you know, I'm not trying to toot our own horn, but I think ADOC has as part of this movement. Right. It's a it's a movement that's been happening for a long time with veteran documentary filmmakers, you know, people like Don Young, who is the executive producer from mm -hmm. Asian American Media. You know, he's been in the PBS system, CAM system for 20 mm -hmm. years as well. You know, we've all been working together for mm -hmm. toward this moment. So mm -hmm. I think that's a real, mm -hmm. you know, that's I've seen that change happen because Don Young and I used to work 20 years ago for a woman named Lonnie Ding, who is kind of 
considered like the godmother of Asian American documentaries. Uh -huh. We were just like, you know, out of college and learning from her. And now mm -hmm. we're working on this thing now. So yeah, it's incredible. And it's really, you know, how exciting. long has that been in the works? This series? Yeah. I think they've been, they were probably talking about it for 10 years. Oh, <laughs> like wow. Like really wow. developing. Wow. And then we just started production last year. So, you know. That's amazing. And now. it's going to be um, coming out on PBS on the May 11th? May 11th and 12th, okay. yeah. Awesome. Episodes 1 and 2 on May 11th and 3, 4, 5 on May 12th. And then wow. it'll stream on PBS. Oh, great. Right, good yeah. to know. Um, that this podcast, this episode may be out after that, since we okay. have a couple things in the wire. But I wanted to um, mention that yeah. on the record so people know. And um, I'm just curious to know a little bit about you. If there's anything you would like to talk about in terms of your filmmaking career and things that you're working on right now. Yeah, I mean, I think Asian Americans kind of. I've made a lot of films, like some with Asian American content and some not. Um, but, you know, I've always been interested in telling stories that I want to see, right? Whether it's about Asian Americans, women, people of color, immigrants. Um, and I actually have another series <laughs> coming out in June. Mm. Um, it's going to be the first ever um, broadcast series for the for POV, which is also, you know, mm -hmm. the longest running documentary series on, on public television. Mm -hmm. um, it's called And She Could Be Next. And this is about women of color transforming American politics from the ground up. We followed candidates and organizers over hmm. the 2018 midterm elections wow. in races big and small, ranging from Stacey Abrams running for governor in Georgia to Rashida Tlaib running for Congress from Michigan, Bushra Amiwala, Pakistani young college student, mm -hmm. you know, in Skokie, Illinois, mm -hmm. running for a local seat. Mm -hmm. So we really follow, you know, these women as part of a movement to kind of expand the electorate and really explore what it means to represent this new American majority, which is, you know, people of color, women, young people. Um, yeah, because that's not necessarily the political story that we see all the time, right? It's, yeah. But it is what we see, right? Wonderful. Um, okay, and is there anything else that um, you'd like to share either about ADOC or your work or what brought you into filmmaking at all? Um, no, I mean, I think my work is really like these two series I just talked about, Asian Americans and also And She Could Be Next. Mm -hmm. They really are sort of speaking to what is really personal to me while also looking at bigger, you know, historical uh, movements and and trends and things like that. I mean, it's, it's really about what does it mean to be American right now? You know, who gets to tell our story? And one, one thing that I, um, I talked about with Asian Americans, but also applies to, and she could be next, the series is we're also an all women of color creative team. So in this day and age, when we talk about representation matters, it's not just, you know, who's representing us in government, but it trickles down to, you know, the documentary filmmaking team. It reveals itself in other industries, mm -hmm. whether it's business or law or, you know, academia or industry. It's, it's all relevant. So um, I've been, I feel very lucky to have been able to work on both of these projects because they really speak to the America that I see or the America that I want to see. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think I'm excited for audiences to see both. Oh, yeah, they sound really fascinating. I'm excited about that, too. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and people can know about them and look for them. So I'm wondering, what advice would you have for any aspiring Asian American uh, documentary filmmakers? 
Um, I would say if you're aspiring to be a documentary filmmaker, the exciting thing about documentaries is, you know, you can start telling the story right now. You know, you could start interviewing your parent or grandparent or whoever. If you have access to this person, you are able to tell, you have access to an incredible wealth of stories. Um, I would just tell people to practice like asking questions and practice listening um, because I think that's where you get better. You know, it's, it's so much of documentary, especially is constantly writing, rewriting, shooting, then you edit is also rewriting. I would just, you know, practice the craft. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can do that with anybody. Like even what we're doing right now is like a form of documentary, like asking questions. Um, But there's a difference in asking a question that um, is going to reveal a story or reveal some kind of insight versus just revealing information, right? And I would encourage Mm -hmm. people to practice figuring out what's that difference. Right. Right, great. Yeah, I mean, there's such a huge storytelling component. Um, and how can people learn more about ADOC and you or your co-founder, Leo Chang? Yeah, um, ADOC, you can just go to a-doc.org and you can learn everything you want to know about ADOC or follow us on social media, on Facebook, Network two A's dot network mm-hmm. um, and Instagram, same thing. And for me, um, you can just Google me, Grace Lee, gracelee.net is my website, although I need to update it. Um, and then Leo, I don't know what Leo's website is, but okay. if you if you look at Leo Chang, C-H-I-A-N-G, that's leochang.com, C-H-I-A-N-G.com. Yeah, he's from Taiwan. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time to share with us about the work that ADOC is doing. Um, yeah, my pleasure. Okay. okay, thank you. Take care. I've been speaking with documentary filmmaker Grace Lee about ADOC, the Asian American Documentary Network, ADOC Stories of the Coronavirus Series, and her work to document the Asian American experience through filmmaking. Be sure to check out ADOC's Stories of Coronavirus series on their YouTube channel or Facebook. The series is a diverse serving of coronavirus-related stories from the Asian American community that range from educational to entertaining. To learn more about ADOC and its co-founders, Grace Lee and Leo Chang, visit TalkingTaiwan.com, where we will share their websites, social media handles, and other links to some of the resources for documentary filmmakers that Grace mentioned. If you enjoyed this episode of Talking Taiwan, please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.